Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. When Scott Morrison was Prime Minister, he was leading a parliament dogged by allegations of sexual harassment and misconduct. But since the election, there's a new force in town, with a record number of women winning parliamentary crossbench seats. Today, Four Corners reporter Louise Milligan on her fly-on-the-wall access to some of the independents and how they're rapidly changing the political culture. Louise Milligan, you did a lot of reporting during the last parliament on the culture of politics, on the treatment of women in parliament, and you had a really good look at this so-called Canberra bubble. Well, yeah, for our story inside the Canberra bubble and then the companion piece uh, bursting the Canberra bubble, we spoke to, for many months, women from across politics, particularly staffers and politicians, about the workplace that they inhabited. And we found that, you know, they found it really difficult. It was incredibly common for them to have experienced sexual discrimination, sexual harassment, and they found it a very difficult workplace for women. And it was quite dispiriting, to be honest, to have those conversations. And of course, you know, so much changed from that time forward. We had, you know, Grace Tame becoming Australian of the Year. We had further sexual assault um, allegations being made about Parliament. Uh, We had the Attorney-General stepping down after our story, bursting the Canberra bubble. We had women across Australia marching for justice. And I think that that whole process led to these high-quality candidates stepping up to become, you know, crossbenchers, independents. And because of that, we now have the subject of my story, which is a greatly expanded crossbench of very accomplished women. So you decided to go back to the parliament, to go to this new parliament in Canberra. What were you trying to achieve by doing that? We wanted to spend time with the new independents. So we're just in a cab on our way to the rep store now. That building looks vaguely familiar. We're hearing there from two of them, Zoe, Daniel and Monique Ryan. They're sitting in a cab and they're arriving for their first visit to the parliament as MPs. And I gather, Louise, that they are absolutely full of hope. They really were and are, you know. Um, There was just this sense of unbridled sort of enthusiasm. Here we are, Mum, under the rainbow. (laughs) You know, it was like a huge moment for them. I mean, Zoe Daniel had only been there before as an ABC reporter. Monique Ryan had only been there as a tourist, you know. It's a new day. (laughs) Where's the pot of gold? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
Okay, so then you're given sort of fly-on-the-wall access to these new independents as they sort of enter the parliament for the first sitting week. Give me a sense of what struck you about these women during that time. All of the people that we focused on, so particularly Monique, Ryan, Diley and Tammy Tyrrell, they all come from a more unscripted school of politics, particularly Monique and Tammy. You know, you and I, having interviewed politicians over many years, have seen where they stonewall you, where they spin a line, where they, you know, they try to make out that they didn't make a mistake and it's like you know what, just actually own up to it. And Monique Ryan is also embracing that kind of view. And Monique Ryan is a very candid sort of person. She She's very funny and very smart. We will need to make this our space. I wanted to have a, a welcome party and a smoking ceremony. We'll need to work on a feng, feng shui. shui. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's that exorcism? I might, might get Father Dares from up the road <laughs> throw over some holy water. <laughs> And she sort of just says what she thinks. I'll be really fascinated to see whether, as time goes on, she maintains that unscripted sort of personality that she has at the moment. Because during our sort of filming time, we watched as she, her first big test, and it was the big first big test for all of them, was that out of the blue, Anthony Albanese basically told them that they could only have one staffer in Canberra. In the previous parliament, the crossbenchers had had four staffers. And they were furious. Monique Ryan went out, you know, on the warpath and did TV interviews and tweeted quite sort of angrily about the Prime Minister. Really hard to understand how we can effectively discharge the duties that we have as parliamentarians with a staff cut of that severity. To me, it is inexplicable. She had got a bit of social media flack for her comments about the staffers. I think a lot of members of the public sort of think, oh, well, you know, these are entitled princesses who just want, you know, more taxpayer-funded staff, you know. Monique Ryan had been quite chastened by that, actually, and so the next time we saw her, she had just had a meeting with the Prime Minister and she had, with the other crossbenchers as well, and she basically admitted that she had sort of made a mistake, that she had been too forthcoming, that she'd fought this battle publicly and she should have done it behind closed doors, she should have picked up the phone and, you know, just got onto the Prime Minister on his mobile and, and, and chatted with him about it. You know, well, you're always going to come down to, gr- to gr- the ground at some point and having, start having to deal with the realities of a new workplace and that's going to have its challenges. You know, today's been a long day. That was kind of interesting. Again, though, to me it showed this different breed of politicians where they're, like, happy to say, I, I did the wrong thing there. It's just not something that I've really seen before to any great extent. So, Louise, you've given us a pretty good sense that these women are a different breed, I think, of politician. They're candid, they're honest, they admit mistakes. But can they be effective if they don't, number one, have the political nows for it? And can they actually do good work? Because at the end of the day, that's what really matters, isn't it? Mm. I mean, 
I think the idea that they don't have political nous is still a bit sort of open to question. They certainly don't have political experience. You know, they are very, very new to the game, fresh and green and, you know, learning as they go. But maybe that will work for them. Maybe that's what their communities elected them for because they they were tired of that sort of old, older style of politician. We saw in the first week of Parliament a couple of examples of how these women could sort of wield their power. One of them was the fact that with the climate change bill, although they don't have the balance of power in the lower house, the government did agree to a number of amendments that the crossbench put forward. And Tony Burke, um, the leader in the House, uh, the government's leader in the House, made the point of saying, you know, this was something that we didn't have in the last parliament. They have to be respected for the, the sizable numbers that they have in the parliament now have to be respected for that. and that On the out. one hand, these teal independents have taken, you know, jewel in the crown liberal seats and they need to be kept happy to a certain extent because as long as they're there, the opposition, it makes it very hard for the opposition to get back into government, for the Liberal Party to get back into government. So concessions like this by the government where it suits the government are quite helpful, but it also means that these women actually do have a soft power there. Conversely, people like Di Lee, you know, who who beat Christina Keneally, who was a Labor star, who was parachuted into Fowler, and this is an incredibly multicultural community where, you know, there's a huge Chinese and Vietnamese population. Di Lee is very well known. I mean, she's kind of like a celebrity there. The danger for Labor is that more Di Lees pop up. You know, they can't sort of make them too powerful. So it's it's, it's quite tricky in that regard. Mm. And Louise, the, the Canberra bubble that you reported on during the last parliamentary term, what does that look like now? It looks incredibly different. So there were women everywhere. There were people of colour everywhere. There's just a real change in the culture of the place. It'll be interesting to see whether it's a permanent change. It's not Nirvana. It's not going to be perfect. There will be problems. There will be scandals. There always are. That's the nature of politics is power, you know. But I feel hopeful that the, there is change there and and the fact that it's repre- that these people are more representative of all of us uh, can only be a positive thing Louise Milligan is a reporter with Four Corners you can watch her report on iview this episode was produced and mixed by Will Ogenden Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.